Wait, real quick. Which one of y'all got TikTok? I know Tim got a TikTok. Do either one of y'all have a TikTok? I'll be on TikTok. I don't have a TikTok, though. What he that said. makes sense. That that sums up me as well. Yeah. But a lot of TikToks I see be on Twitter and stuff. I was going to say, all the, TikTok, all the good TikToks wind up on Twitter, so. Yeah. There's some good ones that they don't even put on Twitter, though. Like, Sam really being that damn rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be lost. Like, I was like, no. But there'd be some good ones. There'd be some creative shit on there, man. Why do why do the uh, the sea the sea shanties be so cracking? What? You ain't part of sea shanty uh, TikTok? Nope. No. Okay. What is that? I haven't been on my own personal TikTok <laughs> in some time. That's well, you know, you know uh, the sea shanties is what like the sailors and stuff used to sing back in the day on the, the ships and like the we sailing ho and it's like the old timey like. Yeah. Or would they consider Jody's for any other brand? Hey, that sounds filthy. I'm sorry. People. <laughs> hey, as soon as you get in there, you'll see nothing but filth. Telling you, they be cracking. They be, they be cracking. So you wait. You listen to cats singing on boats all day. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what you do with your time? <laughs> This is speaking on both. Sounds problematic. That's how you spend your time. Niggas singing on both. To be honest, you open her phone and say, Niggas singing on both. The first thing she do when she want to roll over and open TikTok is going to be hey, some motherfucker serenading on some boats. She got through a compilation of the motherfuckers. <laughs> the best of niggas singing on both. <laughs> The best of the she she said. Damn, it's, it's such a tongue twister. Welcome to episode 183 of Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Ask Ketchum, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. How are y'all this week? I missed you, as always. I'm the Eric J. Only known as? The everyday Eric J. Oh! Oh! oh hello. Okay. Hello. The, oh, the, the, I'm just saying, both, both, both trying to come for the title. Big E! Can't just sashay in a motherfucking spot hey, thinking hey, they just gotta, gotta take some shit up. Hold the fuck. Hold the fuck. Hey, hey we've been every day since the limo was white, fam. You can't just come in here talking about you the number one Eric. And hell, we told you this a long time ago. This ain't new. Oh. <laughs> this ain't our first conversation about this shit. This ain't new. <laughs> we already talked about this. But welcome. Shout out to the podcast. <laughs> Anyways, back to our intros. I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The, gentleman. the everyday gentleman. 24 7. But better known as K. Diddy. Take that. Take that. All oh, right. You said what? I ain't hear nobody say, take that. 
No, it's come on, take I'll whisper, that. I'll whisper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I whisper. You know. It was take that. Take, take that. Well, anyways, you can go ahead and follow us at Technical File on Instagram and the Twitter. T E C K. Don't forget to put the K on that motherfucker. Damn right. You can also follow us on our Facebook page, Technical File Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can also shimmy on over to our Technical File Pod Overtime group. We could join in with the listeners, fans, and the fam. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about www.technicalfile.com. And you can also find us on YouTube, Technical File Podcast. I'm sorry, Tim, but this filter makes it look like you got snapped away by Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of this world, Joe. Like just bits and pieces of your face are. keep disappearing. Uh, the worst thing in the world. But, you know. terrestrial. And I'm just saying, you ain't got to see everything. Meanwhile, I have oh. a talk show this week, I'm, you know, for mine, but anyway. <laughs> Welcome to <laughs> Talk with Camille. <laughs> um, it's funny because I look like set for like a COVID talk show, like where you can't be in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> Project the host on the wall and then have the guests come in and sit down. Damn. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Hell no. That's Talk. Hey, hey, someone, hey, if y'all want to use that idea, y'all can buy that from us real quick. Hey, make that. <laughs> hey, you, I'll be a hype man because now here, like Ellen got her hype dude and shit that come up. <laughs> mm, I'm going to say, you have to be the voice. You got to be the voice. Oh, hell yeah. I'm doing we'll killing that. <laughs> I'm going to be on everybody talk show. They're like, that nigga got the voice, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> That's the nigga with the voice. Don't have more jobs than Steve Harvey. Does that. Man. Uh, mm-hmm. but anyway. I like to say every week. Well, yeah, man. Like I say every week, man. If you guys enjoy being a part of this amazing tech file fam, um, share everybody you know. Why, why did I say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> Practice it for your uh, announcement voice. <laughs> hey man, but share with everybody you know your mama, your daddy, your uncle, your granny, your baby mama, baby daddy, whoever, man, wherever. Mm-hmm. Make sure, um, wherever you listen to this, make sure you it. it's simple. Let's, uh, it. let's let this family grow, man. And we can't do that without y'all. Going with you. Why are you just repeating the last few words of his sentences, <laughs> weird boy? Hey, hi, he got them ad libs, right? The ad libs, stop hating, bro. It, 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 she, like, she can't help herself. Let me hit rock. Stop hating. You can't help herself. This <laughs> guy hate. Interject the hate. Hey, hey she got a talk show. Now she on that. Right, we, we doing that tag team thing. She want to come out and interrupt the match. Go somewhere. Talk show Camille out here. She on that. I'll take that. Uh, no, no challenge. Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of no challenge. Do you, I'm either uh, of you have one? Wait, we got to... We did get the confirmation from our oh, channel yeah. last week. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Shout out to Serial Sensei for taking the hey, time. bro, you a real one, bro. <laughs> oh, that. That's what's up. And I figuring out that I was wrong. It was not Eric that said the first true cuss word of Tech File. Mm-hmm. It was actually the man Rats of a thousand best. <laughs> <laughs> man, that shit was terrible. It was Tim. It was Tim. Uh, that's how I do it, man. Yeah, like it, it, it will only make sense for it to be Tim. Exactly. I mean, you know, but I'm no. pretty sure he said the most uh, profanity on this show by far. Yeah, yeah him and Seth. Oh, they still got the yeah. record. <laughs> <laughs> they still got the record. <laughs> you said who? Seth. You and Seth. Uh, but that one that mean, curse words per minute. Yes. Thirty seconds. hundred and thirty seconds. That's this nigga. 
He came in fully clipped with the niggas, bro. Well, to be fair, like, bro, we edited still. <laughs> to be fair, we stopped editing out niggas. So I'm not actually even sure how much we even say that anymore. Like it's just part of the show at this point. I don't know anymore. I don't know. I'm but I'm, you- I'm positive it's not as frequently as that did it. That's probably true. That's probably we do be letting the niggas fly though. <laughs> nigga, nigga, nigga. I didn't say that. I said nigga. I just watched that video. I kid you not. And I didn't get a pencil. <laughs> a nigga borrow a French fry. How's a nigga gonna borrow a French fry? Nigga borrow it back was I was like, no, that's it. <laughs> I'm done. All right, no tech file challenge, Eric. No. Uh, wherever you find podcasts, you can find us. That includes Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. Google Podcasts, mm-hmm. Stitcher, mm-hmm. SoundCloud, indeed, Spotify, Spotify, indeed, Amazon Music, indeed, <laughs> iHeartRadio. Himalaya. Oh, indeed. I was like saying, like I was waiting for it. No. <laughs> Uh, Wooshka. Wooshka. Wooshka, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and wherever you are listening to this episode right now, while there, make sure that you like, subscribe, rate, review. Five stars are better. It helps us. We appreciate it. Show for show. So before we get into the topics of the week, we want to shout out the top 10 listening cities of the past week and any international listeners that we had. So. Let's get into it. Number one, shout out to the hometown Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Hey, y'all followed y'all way back in. I like it. Bam, bam, bam. They did. Number two was a very close number two behind them, and that was Fort Lauderdale, Florida. On oh, what? What? Oh, Dale? What's going on, Florida? <laughs> Hello. Coming in the number three spots, we have Racine, Wisconsin. Racine. At number four, we have Crowley, Texas. Crowley, be What's there. Texas is going to pop up sooner. Hey, this is a week of very familiar cities. Like, this is a week of diehards. Like, these are cities that we, we give a lot of love to. Mm-hmm. Number four, we got Boiling Brook, Illinois. Boiling okay. Brook, what's going on? Number six, we got Copers Cove, Texas. Oh, Copers Cove, welcome back. Welcome back. You know? Number seven, we got Cypress, Texas. Cypress. Oh, Texas showed up. Oh. We hey, I see eight, y'all. We got Appleton, Wisconsin. Hello, oh, Appleton. Number nine, we got Brookfield, Wisconsin. Hello. Hey, hey. raise the roof. Raise the roof. Fuck a bad. Number 10, we got New Berlin, Wisconsin. Okay, New Berlin. Hello, neighbor. A lot of Wisconsin, a lot of Wisconsin love this week. A lot of Texas love. So that's what's up. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Thank you. International listeners included. Oh, we have five different international uh, listeners. This, this oh, from cool. Five different countries, I mean. We had Colombia. Okay, what's going on, Colombia? We had the Czech Republic. Czech Republic, what's going on? Hello. Welcome. We had our neighbors to the north. We had Canada. Hey, what up, Canada? Hey. What's going on? Hey, y'all Canadians, why do y'all like that show, Kenny something, bro? Somebody sent me um, Kenny Letter or some shit like that. Kenny? What? Just Google it. 
It's called, it's called Letter <laughs> It's a Canadian, uh, it's a Canadian like comedy. And somebody said, they was like, if you like Seinfeld, you would like this. I'm like, man, this shit garbage. <laughs> but welcome, Canada. We also had Russia. Russia, what's going on, man? Mm-hmm. Where you been at? Where you been? Elections. Uh, I, I'm not saying nothing about that. I'm just. We also had uh, last but not least, <laughs> we had Ireland. Ireland, what's going on? Going on, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, I'm gonna try something. If it works, it works. If it don't, we don't have to do it again. But I got this like uh, sports calendar. It tells you like what certain anniversaries and birthdays are. So this is the 18 year anniversary of the Tuck Rule game. 18 years? Dang, 18? 18 years. On this day in 2002. Mm. No, 19 years. Shit. It ain't 2020 no more. Wow. And Tom Brady's wow. going into another championship game. So Correct. that's a fact for today as we're recording. What's a fact for the first week? For tomorrow. On this day, Minneapolis Lakers center George Mikan scored 61 points. George uh, Birthdays include Ron Harper and Brian Giles. Ron Harper. Ron Harper always looked like he was someone you just did not want to fight with. <laughs> I don't know. Some He always gave me that energy. But His son birthday. is at uh, St. Giles, I think. Baldwin. Ron Harper Jr. That's crazy. Mm. We are at that age. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Asante Samuel Jr. and Frank Gore Jr. are like stars in college. So, yeah. Hey, we're going to see Winfield Jr. this upcoming weekend. So, yeah. You know what? Let's just get into the, Let's get into the, the topics for the week. Since we own it, we might as well just talk about these playoffs. Playoffs? Whoops. <laughs> Do y'all want to start with the AFC pitcher or do y'all want to start with the NFC pitcher? You always say the best for last. All righty. Uh, we on. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even get your joke out. <laughs> now who hating? Now who hating? <laughs> hating from outside the club. <laughs> <laughs> so this upcoming weekend, the AFC championship game is going to be the Buffalo Bills up against the Kansas City Chiefs. 540 is the last game on Sunday. We got here because the Bills beat the Ravens 17-3, and and then the Chiefs beat the Browns 22-17. to Both of their star quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes, left um, due to concussion protocols and did not return to their respective games. But the Chiefs, unlike the Bills, were able to pull that out with their backup. Yeah, unlike the Ravens. That's right, <laughs> unlike the Ravens. You got it. Y'all know what I meant. It's a bad week for black quarterbacks. I said yeah. I said that too. Not just talking about the football <laughs> games either. <laughs> but wait, who else? Who else had to? Deshaun. Deshaun. Oh yeah. But uh, I was watching. The, so I I got to watch majority of the games. Um, and that I missed the Bills Ravens game. That's the one I did miss though. I was sad about that. I mean, but from what I after seen, after Lamar got hurt, you already knew. Like, it was just one about to happen. Yeah, yeah. That one was kind of anticlimactic, but, but the Chiefs, on the other hand, like that, the Chiefs Browns was a good game. And then again, you think the Browns was gonna pull it out, but 
anything possible. These are some good games, though. I mean, every game that, that happened on over the weekend were fantastic showcases. The only downside, like you said, going into the AFC Championship game, now we have Buffalo, who is almost healthy outside of Devin Singletary, and then you have the Chiefs, who will be hoping that their star quarterback is recovering, even though he said they he took big steps today because he was a concussion protocol. So mm-hmm. even though he took some steps forward today, he still has a long way to go until he's actually cleared to play. So then you got Chad Henney in the AFC Championship game against the Bills defense. Who was... Let me just ask you all this real quick. If mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes does not play on Sunday, do the Chiefs win? Yes no. or no? No. No. No one believes in, in, in Henney. That was a one-week one no. thing. I mean, you yeah. could believe in Andy Reid, but well, I mean, like, didn't Henny like throw? I don't know. He messed up he at the end it? of that game. Yeah, I was gonna say like he he, had a really, was, a he was really bad until like that last <laughs> last little drive to kind of salt away the game. So it's not like he he came out with, like game busters or anything. No, you don't want him the whole game. No, <laughs> the whole game. Awesome. No. I mean, it's Chad Henny. We've been seeing him for damn near as long as we've been seeing Tom Brady. So. True. Yes, we is at this point. <laughs> that that Bills defense is is wild. Like they've been having a really good defense for a couple years now, but mm-hmm. they have the offense to match and Stephon Diggs is just showing out, bro. Like <laughs> showing out. You know, him and him and Josh Allen. That uh that's the difference I think between Lamar Jackson and, and Josh Allen at the moment. When did when did Allen take off? When he finally got a true number one wide receiver. When he got Diggs this year, everything clicked. Because mm-hmm. having that guy, you know, it's very important. Who do Lamar got? Hollywood Brown? We're going to be Mark Andrews Holly. is a really good one. He don't even throw it to him like he should. Mark Andrews is a pretty decent tight end, but he ain't on the same level as a Stefan did. Like, you know what I mean? No, like, no, no. you know, that's I what I'm talking about. Like, he needs a true number one. Like, somebody. I agree. <clears throat> you know, if Allen Robinson don't come here, like. They got Kenny Galladay is a free agent. Kenny Galladay uh, would Juju be a Smith nice. Schuster is a free agent. I don't know if Juju really though. We gotta Juju had a weird year. I don't know how, how to I'm gonna blame that on Ben. I've been saying yeah. that. <laughs> I think so. You think that was more Ben? He's he really wouldn't throw the man the ball. I just I didn't know how to feel about Juju. He didn't he he literally would like give he would aim at him or throw target Juju like sometimes three times a game, maybe two. Like there were games he just wouldn't throw the man the ball. <laughs> and you're like, how? Why? Maybe because it was his contract year. Now the man running around on Fortnite in Packer jerseys. <laughs> he was on Fortnite. He definitely did have on Packer. Hey, Juju, you can come here for show, for show. You know what I'm saying? Should I take Kenny Galladay? Kenny, you can come up here too. Allen? Allen Robinson? I'm, I'm fine allocating the money that we have at wide receiver currently. Like, they're getting the job done. True. No, they're getting the you job spend, done. You can spend that money somewhere I'm else. T- I mean, that is very fair. It was like what I argued earlier, but... I'm just saying, if if our receiver want to come and add another Super I mean, Bowl, if they want to come for the vet man, for show. Sure. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, come on up here. Like, I ain't saying pay. pay them I'm market not, rate. Hey, let me get this clear. I'm not. I'm not saying pay these. No, this ain't these ain't no big contract. I'm saying come up here to get a ring. Like, you know what you're doing. Come up, come up here and get a ring. Y'all made me. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of up here and our wide receivers, we got Tampa time in town. NFC, yes, sir. Oh, wait, we going to do a pick them? The Rams and mm. uh, I thought we all just pretty much said that Patrick Mahomes don't. That. Yeah, she's like, yeah, she, she said if he don't yeah, play, he but plays. if he does play, then you got. Oh, so if he if he do play, yeah. y'all, y'all, anybody yeah, taking Buffalo? No, no, I got the Chiefs then if um, if he plays. Actually, you know what? No, I will take Buffalo. 
If he does right. play, I'm not going to change it either way because I trust Buffalo's defense. No, I'm going State Farm Bowl. Whoever clicking the pin. Oh, that's me. My bad. But uh, <laughs> Buffalo Buffalo has the complete package on offense and defense right now. Granted, they don't have the high-powered offense of the Chiefs, but their defense is just as good as their offense. The Chiefs' mm-hmm. defense isn't just as good as their offense. So it, it is going to become – it's going to come into either a shootout or mm-hmm. it's going to come down to which team can make the stop first. And I would bet on Buffalo's defense making a stop before I make uh, bet on the Chiefs. So I'm going to take Buffalo. Okay. I'm, I'm, hey, I was 4-0 last weekend. I'm hoping I'm 2-0 this weekend. I won the State Farm Super Bowl. I'm, I'm going uh, <laughs> I'm going Kansas City. That's if – I mean, if Pat Mahomes don't play, then, of course, I'm going with Buffalo. But, man, I've – I really want to see that Super Bowl. But as Tim was saying, in the North, Packers defeated the Rams this past weekend, 32 to 18. Pretty much smacked that number one defense. Eric had to put the mask on because it's, you know, just <laughs> present real quick. Hey. And the smooth transition and vision. But yeah, the offense looked good. The defense made some stops when they needed to, and and Jared Goff actually didn't look as bad as I thought he would. I he was had a surprised. good game. Yeah. I was kind of surprised after the game when Sean McVay was pretty much like, "I'm evaluating every position, everybody." I was like, "Dang, I don't get it." Quarterback too, yeah, everybody. <laughs> but apparently, I, I they think, don't have a great relationship at the moment. Yeah, mm. I think Jared Goff looked better than Mike Pettin was expecting him to because, like, his yeah. game plan looked like he didn't think he'd be able to throw it all. Uh, man, we've been in this zone, <laughs> this zone, this soft-ass zone for, yeah, for, like, pretty much, like, the last six games. All of a sudden, I don't know where we started to play 10 yards off the ground. Like, bro, what are y'all doing? On first and 10, why are we here? Third and five, we are at the 15. Why are we 15 yards off that man? What are we doing? I will in, say in his defense, they have won all six of those games. And <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say. We have and not there are lost. no big plays. Like they're not allowed big plays, essentially. True. They're and they get to off the, the field when they need to. Right. That's what they're doing. They're in essence giving up the short yards in, in exchange for the big play down the field. Mm-hmm. It's just that in those situations where we're third and five, I wouldn't expect for us to give up five yeah. yards easily. I can definitely see the argument that there should be some more situational man right. coverages played. Like, yeah, but we understand the the big premise of what he's trying to do. But it was blitz. it wasn't fair. It was yeah. It was. It was. <laughs> if you and play Tom, that off, blitz and the crazy thing is, so we're playing against the Buccaneers in the championship game. The Buccaneers beat the Saints. Tampa Tom Tom Brady. He will. He will steady eat a full diet of underneath. If that's what you're gonna give him, like. <laughs> Like he'll he'll take the diet. <laughs> wow. But yeah, we gotta if we're gonna play that far off, we would have to necessary we we have to blitz. We have to send some more pressure. We can't just send four guys and then play ten yards off of them. Yeah, they're gonna eat all day. They got three wide receivers who are fucking phenomenal. You got three number one wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Get well, Chris Godwin, say, and Godwin's say, a free agent. I'm sorry, Godwin's a free agent after this year, too. So we'll wait, take him up here, too. Let's say two and a P, because Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown you know, got back to form. Not Antonio, like, he. I'll be honest, I forgot he was on that team. Like, see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like he, But, I mean, the, the last couple games of the season, Antonio Brown is what's been a big motor there. Like, he's been getting his touchdowns, especially. Wasn't he like, but wasn't he, like, forcing yeah, the ball to Yeah, but it, it wasn't a. I wouldn't say forcing earlier, it, but going he, on earlier, everybody. 
earlier in the season he was, and then it was kind of like a lull, and then he kind of picked up the last two games. But because Evans, I think, got hurt. All I'm saying is, at this point, I, 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 he a Pete. I don't really know if he's still a true number one or not. He Tony O'Brien is still a scary wide receiver, regardless, even at seventy five percent. That's a different argument that I can get on board with. Like, <laughs> All right, if you're seventy five percent of what Antonio Brown used to be, you're not a number one receiver no more. Because you're saying even if he's a P, <laughs> that's still a number two. Okay, get damn, he got two number ones and a number two. All she was arguing was that he had a number I, one. I, I, Thank you. I, like I, that was we'll, it. We'll go there. Okay, <laughs> that's what I said. Okay, well then, if that's the case, two number ones and a P. If yeah, that P, it. he's still a number two. He's still a dangerous wide receiver. Any number two wide receiver, not one of any. <laughs> But Antonio Brown as a number two on this team in the slot is a dangerous wide receiver still. We don't Absolutely. disagree there. Yeah. We weren't disagreeing on the whole. It was literally just that piece. That okay. We're we going to pass that now. Yeah. Yeah. But. Gonna it. <laughs> no, he's trying to keep it pushing. We ain't going to harp on that. We're going to just harp on it for two minutes. Now we gone. The, Buc- <laughs> the Buccaneers beat the Saints. Drew Brees. Uh, he he didn't look too great. He did not have a good game. That was the rough. arm. The arm was noodly. The ducks were flying. Stick a fork in that guy. Yeah, it was looking bad. You know, Dude. last couple of games, but it was just a culmination of just everything that people have been saying about his game, how it's declined. Like mm-hmm. the Saints offense was kind of built around his decline towards the end there. Like that's why Kamara was always so cold. Like we we just gonna go underneath. We just Gonna go underneath, but and Drew used to be able to at least sneak sneak one deep ball, and like he used to at least get you know mm. one, maybe two. He wasn't even trying no more. He was seeing dudes on the scene, and he was just looking like, "Dang, I wish I could." <laughs> like damn, he gone. <laughs> 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 he ran right past that man. Dang, he's too far for me. <laughs> uh, that man. What like, happened? You, you got the line too fast, blood. <laughs> couldn't couldn't get it there. I can't throw that far no more. He but was gone, no. <laughs> <laughs> it seems that that was Drew Brees' final game. Uh, before the game began, Glazier came out with the report saying that was going to be Brees' last game in the Superdome. So it seems like that's going to be the case. Drew himself has not come out and said it, but he spent some time on the field after the game, you know, just kind of taking everything in. I believe the report said he was out there for about two hours with his family after the game, just kind of playing catch your time in there. Break, breaking the hell out of COVID protocol. Bro, kicking it. Man. On the field. Tom, Tom Brady walked up, no mask. <laughs> right. Everybody Throwing, like, oh. throwing passes to his son. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Hey. His son, that was a nice catch. That was a nice catch. That was a hell of a catch. That yeah. was a hell of a catch. I was somebody, impressed. Like, oh. Uh, somebody on Twitter was yeah, like, holy, that's the only thing he catch? We no, hope. somebody said that he's so used to throwing to like Julian Edelman. It was a perfect pass. Of course it was. I'm like, oh. damn. <laughs> Same. Like, damn. Like, I got a point. Mm. But oh, jokes aside, if that is Drew Brees' game, we all know Drew's a legend. Like, yeah, Father Time just caught up to him at the end there, but yeah. he's an all timer. So fantastic career, though. He got yeah. a ring. And he got a ring, so he can't be mad at yeah. him. He got one. He got one. So, but Packers, Buccaneers, Buccaneers, as a reminder, kicked our behind back mm-hmm. in, I think, week six, it was mm-hmm. of the season. Yes, it was. We came out to a 10-0 lead. Aaron was doing double pumps in the end zone. And the next thing you know, we didn't score again. <laughs> yeah, it was 
Yeah, and they, that was the game everybody said he was forcing it to Adams. And- he was because it was Devontae's, like, first game back. Mm-hmm. I feel like the offense is in a better place then. Um, the trust is there now with the other receivers. Yeah, it's the offense is, is better. The line should protect better. They were kind of caught off guard with Batiari out in that game as well. And they – they did not. They did not do well. But I think they're a little bit more solidified now. Valdir's back now too, right? He should be. He should be. But he'll, he'll uh, the Buccaneers are getting Vita back too. And Vita did not play in our initial matchup, so that's a whole other dynamic that that line is going to have to account for. Well, Listen, but he's coming off. He's a serious injury, right? Yes, he is. Yeah. Yeah. So. Hey. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> That's a big body. Like, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll I mean, see. We, we, we got playing. A.J. Dillon, but he can't be putting the ball on the floor. Is A.J. Dillon playing? I thought it's – I was going to say, didn't he get hurt? Up. Yeah, oh, he got hurt. Oh, is this quiet? Mm-hmm. I didn't see the with the final uh, – I, I haven't seen any updates on – I would assume he's not playing. Um, because I, I ain't seen nothing that he wasn't, so that's why I assume that we may still – unless something might come out tonight or something. Oh, he's hopeful that he'll be available. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, we got Dylan, so <laughs> he plays. <laughs> so that that would definitely wouldn't hurt. We got Williams, who's a strong back, but they got damn, they got Levante David. Like that defense is stacked. The the, the Buccaneers defense is stacked. They, uh, but the Packers just saw a stacked defense this past week and carved them up. Different defenses. I'm not trying to equate the two. Like they have different strengths, but. This Packers offense is really humming right now. And Matt LaFleur is throwing in some interesting play calls and wrinkles. So we'll see. I'm going to go Green Bay. Of course. I I feel like this is a vindication. Green and go Super Bowl. This is the revenge game. This will be the opposite of last year with San Francisco. I'm putting it on wax. I'm I'm trusting my gut. I'm hoping that, you know. We can stop the run. We can can play run defense now. Make Brady uncomfortable. Stop the run, score some points. Like, <laughs> I mean, score some points, duh, but you know what I mean? Just, right. just figure it out. But y'all got to make Brady uncomfortable. He too smart to be given time. I just want to say, uh, the best wide receiver in the league had Jalen Ramsey struggling. <laughs> hey. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Ramsey yelling at everybody. He had yeah. Ramsey pretending to be in zone coverage. Like <laughs> <laughs> we seen you chasing him across the field, we couldn't get there. He mm-hmm. like, wait, see you start on the left and run to the right as soon as Devontae took off. Oh, you heard, damn! <laughs> 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 he caught that motherfucker. He started yelling at everybody. He started yelling at the grass and shit. Like, no, he was <laughs> sideline yelling at the iPads. Like, come on, bro. He was yelling damn. for a minute. Like, he went to halftime. They still showing him yelling at cats. He was upset. <laughs> He is upset. But yeah, I'm going Green Bay. Ken, who you got? Um, Not to be a hater or nothing, I want the story of Tom Brady going to the Super Bowl again. Yeah, you ain't being a hater. I mean, you, 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 oh, you, took, you took your Bears hat off. Like, you was representing the, the, the squad. We, you know, we know what you it know, is. You know, we live rent free there. You ain't got a hat on. You know, you ain't got a hat that hat on. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Tom Brady going to the Super Bowl with, a, with a, another team. I mean, he. Trying to prove you the the goat conversation has to begin with him. That's fair. Yeah, I don't even think it's really a conversation at this point. Mm-hmm. I mean, the that, that solidifies it. Ain't no. <laughs> I, mean, I think. Oh, yeah, he to go. The most, the most accomplished quarterback in NFL yeah, history. 
And mm-hmm. if he does make it, that would also, for a lot of people, be like, oh, and maybe it was time. And yeah. not Bill. I think mm-hmm. at this point, you can't look at what he's been able to do this season and say anything but that. Like, I don't think that him winning or losing this game takes away from yeah. him. Like, no. I think he proved his point. Like, I mean, of right. course, he wants to take the Super Bowl and really prove his point, but mm-hmm. we we see where his team is at and we saw what happened in New England. Which I mean, again, I would point I out know. the fact that they didn't have no wide receivers in New England. Like, I don't know how much different the year in, in New England would have went with Tom Brady at quarterback still. And that's part of the reason why he left, because he saw the writing on the wall. Like, like bro, y'all ain't trying to do nothing. <laughs> y'all trying to practice squad players, bro. Y'all getting Man. dirty free agents done. Like, what y'all doing? Man, they didn't have, yeah. It was Go win 15 business. games with them. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> What? I ain't gonna go trade for Deshaun. He's gonna be mad. Man, that would suck. Oh my god, I would hate that. I never, I I forgot the Patriots usually swoop in and just snatch motherfuckers. Oh, that would would hurt. But it'd be happy for Deshaun, but oh, that would hurt. And the Patriots are, they, they the team to do. They're considered a, you know, a team that should be. Looking for a quarterback. Trying to go and do it. So, I mean. He, like, they sacrificed Cam as the first black quarterback. So, like, now Deshaun <laughs> can sleep, swoop in, and they don't even have to worry about all that bullshit. I mean, shit, Deshaun just won out anyway. So, he don't give a fuck where he goes. Sounds like it. Hey. He got no trade calls, though. So, he Chicago's a great city. Deshaun. Is it what? Deshaun, Chicago's a great city, bro. Just Y'all so you know. black quarterback. Y'all ain't, I don't know how y'all would do that. <laughs> y'all want a y'all, black quarterback? That's what y'all gonna do? We need Wait, it here. Time hmm. out. Bears ain't really got no, y'all ain't got like cap space like that. We don't got shit. I don't know how y'all, like if y'all was able to pull that off, y'all would be it, with it, us. Like, they gonna it, give them like two times the RG3 uh, trade. Like first rounders for the next five years, the whole <laughs> draft this year. Yeah. It wouldn't happen though. And Khalil. Well, let me ask y'all this. Do y'all want to just keep do y'all just want to keep talking about Deshaun Watson in that situation? Or yeah, do y'all wanna... I figured that's what we was doing anyways. All right, we just keep it rolling then. If you haven't heard, Deshaun Watson, star quarterback of the Houston Texans, apparently wants out of Houston. And this is keep in mind four months after he signed a contract extension. He signed an extension before the season started. Mm-hmm. And Joe he wants out. Man. Because as Tim Talked about last week during his blow to whistles, the Texans have been just completely incompetent when it comes to figuring out how to treat their star quarterback and how to make decisions. It's, it's been it's been real messy over there. So I'm gonna ask y'all this: Do y'all think the Texans should actually trade him? Yeah, or get him out of there. Just, or should they keep him? He's a, he's. I don't. I can't recall the last time a quarterback of this caliber was on a trade market. Like, you don't get quarterbacks like Deshaun Watson every day. True. That's why they should trade him. They can get some draft capital. You got a young uh, quarter. You got a couple young quarterbacks in this draft. Try to try to get a higher pick or get a pick back because you don't have your first round pick this year. <laughs> so if you got a disgruntled franchise start that you know you can get multiple first or multiple second or multiple draft capital on since you have this you're rebuilding anyway your team is shit so go ahead and trade him get him get him off the team like he wants 
granted, yeah, you don't want to give a player what they want, but in this case, you should give the player what they want because it'll help you more than it'll help him try to try to hold on to him. Yeah. Honestly. Then go ahead and fight another quarterback, groom him to the culture that you want. If that's what y'all want to do, it's gonna be shit anyways. But <laughs> go ahead and get rid of him. Go ahead and just recoup some assets and call it a wash and try to do your best with what you've gotten. But no point in holding on to him. Then go ahead, trade JJ up north. We got some <laughs> draft picks we can hide, you know, find some randomly. But go ahead and just recoup, just start over. They could just rebuild. They that's where they're at. They're in rebuild. They're refusing to rebuild. Well, That's just before my I get to my point, I just want to – it's a rough time to be a Houston sports fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. First, you lose your World Series, essentially. Your baseball team cheat. Mm-hmm. Then you lose your franchise – shit, your whole franchise, basketball and the NBA. Yeah. Martin gone, Westbrook gone, Maury gone, D'Antoni gone. Damn. Now you're going to lose your franchise quarterback and the face of your franchise and J.J. Watt probably and Sam Watt too. Damn. She was all That's good three years ago. Shit, last year. Last year they had <laughs> – they was legit. <laughs> last Damn. year they was on top of the world and shit. I didn't yeah. think about how rough it's been in Houston as a sport. Yeah, Houston sports has really taken rough. a big hit. Big hit. Very good. It all comes from the ownership. Y'all stay up. (laughs) (laughs) Every single issue has started with ownership. Hey, y'all could do this trade with the Jets and get Sam Darnold. They don't want that (laughs) 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 much. But the Jets do have the number two pick this year. So two plus Darnold for Deshaun? Mm. You probably don't have to give him another. You don't have to get. I've I've been. I mean, that's that the starting. Talking about right. That's what we'll start. That's, the conversation that's starting. There. Yeah, yeah. We can start talking there, but yeah, they're talking about this trade could command probably three first round draft picks. Like he's worth three. Oh first. yeah, he, that's what I'm saying. You gonna get some good draft capital back for Deshaun? He's a franchise quarterback. But yeah, that, that's also the thing. Like you, tra- like you give up. I mean, like basically, you, your best case scenario is winding up right back here with a friend a 25-year-old franchise quarterback. Like, that's the, there's a reason why they never come on the market and why they never get traded because that's essentially the whole ball game. So it's like, it, unless you actually believe that he's going to sit out or unless you just get an overwhelming offer, like, I say try to make it work. You got him under contract. Like, from, from a personal standpoint, like, I'd be like, let his ass go. But, like, if I'm the, if I'm the organization, like, no, there's no way because – for the reason I just said, like he's twenty five, he's franchise, there. he's locked in forever, huh? I said, and don't nobody want to really come play for the Texans, right? Which is why I said that you should go ahead and get rid of him and grab one of these young quarterbacks that's coming in. You got Trevor Lawrence coming in, Justin Fields coming in, Sam, uh, uh, what's his name, Matini. Uh, A benefit of going oh, with the young, I'm sorry, Sam young quarterback that, like, like Tim is naming off, is that you don't have to pay him as much. Right, mm-hmm. rookie deals. You go because you got to take the uh, the salary cap hit. You gonna take and the salary cap hit for trading them. And then if you also are getting off of JJ Watt, and then you'll probably get off with some other contracts and really go all in on a rebuild. And it's some good. If you're looking for offense, like again, if you're looking for another quarterback, you got five in there. You got Mac Jones in there too. It's a tough sell for fans though to get on board with that. Uh, and again, like if you're taking the cap hit for him not to play on your team, I'd rather take the cap hit to have him on my roster. 
That's a fair point. Too. Yeah. The Dolphins are another team that uh, apparently that's a team that Watson was like, I'd like to go play there because he has a no trade clause in his contract. But he was like, I'd, I'd wave it. I'd wave it for Miami. Yeah, time's over already. Get, I know Tua time in Houston. You can sell. You can sell Tua in Houston. Like that's a sell you can make. Uh, I mean, after the way he played this year, can you? I mean, it's only he, he won. He won terrible. He was a rookie. Like you know, rookies I mean, go through Dolphins and down. players don't like him. That's what I've seen. <laughs> 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 so like, nah, he ain't it, boss. <laughs> Maybe he needs. Okay, players, players know. Maybe right, he so maybe he needs to change the scenery. In a new, a new environment, because it ain't if, if it ain't gonna work out there. Like he, he he young, you know, he just got here. He ain't even been here that long. Go ahead and move him around too. Give him a change the scenery. No, J- then in that case, you gotta get JJ out of there because you know he'll throw him under the bus ASAP. Oh, JJ, yeah, JJ, <laughs> JJ is not about to play with dude. No, JJ mm-hmm. out of there. If if Deshaun Watson is traded, it's a guarantee that J.J. Watt is, is traded because he already came out and said, I don't want him to have nothing to do with no rebuild. And then he added, as long as you have a quarterback like Deshaun, though, you always have a chance to be a contender because they're just that talented. So in yeah. his head, it sounded like he was saying, as long as he here, <laughs> I'm here. Y'all get rid of him. I ain't coming back. But he might not come back even if Deshaun do come back. But if Deshaun go first, JJ is the next domino for sure, for sure. It just seems like systematically, like they made a decision, let's say 18 months ago to just completely alienate every positive thing that they have in their franchise. Like from keeping Bill O'Brien when that was clearly not the case, allowing him to make, you know, to have free reign over transactions, getting rid of pretty much every good offensive piece you have position wise. Um, not having a cultural accountability that is clearly important to J.J. Watt, alienating your quarterback, telling them that he can have input in the search for the next GM and then completely disregarding what he said. (laughs) Hard no. (laughs) Who you wanted anyway, who you you tried to get last year. So it's not like you can say, oh, you know, this guy just, you know. He wild is this year. Like, no, you've been trying to – you've been busting after him for two years now. Like (laughs) – and I, I think that's that's the biggest thing. It's like it's just disrespectful. Like, don't tell yeah. me one thing and then do the complete opposite, and then try to gaslight me and tell me, "Oh no, you tripping? That ain't what that ain't what it is." Like, <laughs> I want to. When Andre Johnson came out of the woodworks to be like, "Hey, <laughs> get my man's out of here," I was like, "Oh no, it's it's bad. It's real bad." So I'm gonna ask y'all this last question, then we'll move on from Deshaun. Deshaun. Is he a Houston Texan next season? No. No. Yes. I'm going to go with no here. I'm seeing too many other former players speak up with, with some kind of pull that uh, makes me think that they ain't going to go for it. And I think yeah. Andre Johnson even posted a picture that said, like, stand your ground. Like, don't give in on this. <laughs> like, like we here. Again, unless he's willing to sit out, like, I know NFL teams and they don't like – allowing players to have any type of leverage. So the rest of the league, I mean, unless they have a shot at getting to Watson, like the rest of the league is going to be rooting for them to hold on because that just opens the floodgate. So, mm-hmm. I mean, granted, not everybody has the leverage that Sean Watson has, but if mm-hmm. anybody does, like that kind of just nudges that door open a little bit more. You know, if I ain't going for that. We'll see what happens. But 
overall, we all want what's best for Deshaun. You know, y'all know we we a fan of oh, sure. Deshaun over here. So, yeah. speaking of trades, though, since we just Houston, just just hold on with us. We'll go to the radio after this or something like that. James Harden, he was traded in a blockbuster four team deal since the last time we all got together to talk. Ironically enough. It seemed that the play that broke him was the one that we were talking about on the show where LeBron hit that three and turned his back and and won. James Harden came out to that press conference like, we ain't good enough. Like, this ain't going to work. This ain't it. I'm out of here. Then the next day, he was traded to the Nets. Well, quite the whole – I mean, it was quite the trade. By this point, y'all probably already know who, who went where. Uh, Nets got James Harden, second rounder. Out of nowhere, Oladipo got traded. We were like, "Wait, what? Where did this come from?" But it it became part of this this four team trade. So the biggest names they got traded: Depot, Harden, Karis LeVert, Jared Allen. Oh, and uh, Brooklyn gave up like all of their control over first round picks until like twenty twenty eight. Yeah, four first and four pick swaps. Although to be fair, like one of those first came from Cleveland, so which was basically Ours. like, yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and one of the pick swaps is this year, and there's almost no chance that the next pick is going to be lower than, or the next pick will be better than Houston. So mm-hmm. let's just assume they're not going to swap picks this year. Strange sure things have happened though. So yeah, so sweet, but. We got a new big three in the NBA. We got Kyrie Irving. We got Kevin Durant. We got James Harden. At the time of this recording, we have seen James Harden and KD play together. And boy, do they play together beautifully. Bro. Yeah. Beautifully. (laughs) Them them cats. Man. It's a joy to watch them play basketball. I can't even lie. Like, it's a joy to watch the two of them play basketball together. Like, it's, it's, it just works. (laughs) And KD is a, as an assassin, he's probably my MVP favorite at the moment, right? Like this dude, <laughs> James Harden <laughs> creates wide open KD shots. Listen, <laughs> James Harden. I was watching wild. this this Nets Bucks game, and James Harden had like two, maybe two, maybe three turnovers, trying to figure out his timing, just like with Andre Jordan alone. Like this is going to be a good team when they put it together. Well. If, how we saw it. We'll see what happened with Wildcard come back. So say now, when you throw Kyrie back into here, what do you mm-hmm. think you get? Because this, like, I, I, this is a team that I feel like can only beat themselves. And given the mix of players that they have, I could easily see a situation where they do exactly that. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, like talent wise, like, yes, it should work. But once egos get involved and like, you know, the, the high pressure situations of the playoffs, like that's when your true selves come out. And if y'all ain't right, y'all can be, you know, you can get broken. They, they had a little run last night. Against the buck, that was a good one. That was a good fucking game. It was a that game. was a good ass game. Yeah, it was a really good game. They played us on the time, but that was a good ass game, bro. Like for real, I was just sitting trading buckets and that. But that run that KD and Harden had, 
where they both scored Which like one? four points apiece. <laughs> no, it was like uh, it, was, oh. it, was at, it was towards the end of the game where uh, KD oh, scored, yeah. then all of a sudden Harden stole it, came back, scored, and KD. I think we had another turnover and KD scored again. I'm like, bro, like it was like they was playing tennis. I'm like, bro, it's like Harden KD, Harden KD. Oh, this shit is gross, bro. And then the shots these motherfuckers was hitting. I'm like, yeah. you can't play no better defense than some of these cats. And this shit, like, they high-fiving these motherfuckers cash. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Great. I always say this, like, no matter how good the defense is, great offense is going to beat it. Like, that's just, that is just the way it works. Every time, no matter how sound you are, transitional, like, it will, it will win out. You might get lucky. Like, I believe the Bucks, I'm going to have to look up the box score, but James Harden and Katie, I think, put up, like, 64 shots or something like that and had a combined like 64 points like it was like the Bucks were making them work but that's all you can really do you got to make it uncomfortable and they did that when they had the right personnel in the group or in the game holding them but you don't want to see Dante and and Pat Connors like you can't have dudes like that trying to hold James Harden and 46 shots I'm, I'm fine with I'm fine with Dante like Dante kind of held his own I'm Pat, like, I, don't, I, I, I definitely don't want to see Brent Forbes on either one of them. <laughs> like, oh, no. if, if that happens, you have failed as a defense. Like, I know it wasn't on purpose, but if, if y'all switch off and he ends up on Harden or KD, I mean, like, cook better file. Call timeout. <laughs> right. Like, I'm like, bro, how Cheat. long are watch them niggas cook? <laughs> how long are they going to be like, slam made on TV like this? Man, I was sitting there craning my neck trying to look at the bench. Like, is Drew sitting up? Is Drew is Drew is Drew up? Is somebody call Tori. Somebody somebody hey. call Tori. <laughs> like, we'll get to the bus later. We'll get to the bus later. But the Nets again, beautiful. Like, you can't front on that team. Like, it's beautiful. It's a good and squad they, on again on paper. They was already to me. They were the best squad on paper before the season started. And then this did, trade yeah. makes them still the best squad on paper. It doesn't like, change how I view the team. Like Brooklyn was always in my head, even when it was just KD and Kyrie. Like, actually, no, I'm lying. I might be. They might be a little bit more scary now because if they actually figure it out, like it's it's ungodly. It might be a rat. Like it, yeah, <laughs> like low key, it might just be a rat. Like going back to my earlier point, like I think Kyrie is the piece that actually doesn't fit. Like, yeah, like if shit breaks down, like you have a third guy that can just create something out of nothing, but. I think if you surround KD and James Harden with role players, like, I think that's all you need, honestly. Like, the two of them, like. Truly. Because now you, you introduce another another personality into that, like, that feels like, oh, I should be getting this shot, or I should be doing this, or I should be doing that, the ball should be in my hands. Like, that's going to take away. Like, at I'll some point, there's diminishing see. returns, right, offensively. Mm-hmm. So, if you if you yeah. can allocate, like. what. No, I was going to say, like, the ball movement. You made me think, like, because the thing with the two of them playing together, KD and Harden, they will move the ball. Like, mm-hmm. they're unselfish in that way. Like, they want their shots in the fort, like, like, you know who to get a ball to, but they're going to move the ball. You throw Kyrie in there, too. Do you think you're going to get some more ISO? Like, is, is, does it mess up, actually, like, the flow of the game? Because, like, they right. were playing beautiful ball yesterday. I think there's more ball stoppage. I think there's more your turn, my turn, his turn, your turn, my turn, his turn. Like you can do that with two people. Like with through the history of big threes, like somebody always has to take a step back. And that's usually like usually there's somebody that's not like a dominant all ball player anyway that would naturally take that step back. Like 
you bring in Kevin Durant to go state, like Clay Thompson don't need to dribble the ball 15 times every mm-hmm. offensive possession. Like Steph, Clark, Steph Curry doesn't even really dominate the ball like that. Like or in in uh Miami, like, yeah, you can turn Chris Bosch into a shooter, rim protector, role man, like mm-hmm. it wasn't what he was doing in Toronto, but he he's built for that role. Like if you take the ball out of Kyrie's hands, like are you just making him a spot up shooter? Like is, is that really maximizing his huh? Maybe a pick and no, roll. I was I was agreeing with you. You do that, and Kyrie is not as effective anymore. Like Kyrie is most effective when he's able to break somebody down. Like he has some of the coldest whips you're gonna see. Yeah. But again, like as the Bucks have kind of proven in the last couple of years, like you need shot creation in the playoffs. So having three guys that are elite shot creators for themselves and others, like it's a good problem to have. Let's put it that way. But again, like it's the kind of personality match for me even more than the on court fit. Can somebody get mad at the wrong time? I agree. Torpedo everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, gonna be, yeah. it's definitely gonna be interesting. It's gonna it's gonna be some good games, man. It's gonna be some good games. It was honestly surreal seeing him on in the next jersey yesterday. I was just sitting like, duh, like yeah, it's still nah. Yeah. <laughs> just nah. Like, this really happened. Like this he really on the nets with KD. Again. They are their teammates again. Like grown this time. With Jeff Green, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. it was. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a fun season, man. It's gonna be real fun once these like the heavyweights. Nah, they, they won't be able to defend anybody, but oh, we got that much. We saw that. <laughs> we we saw that when the Bucks played them. The Bucks was terrible from from three today's standards, and they weren't that mm-hmm. dominant in the paint. Orlando was lighting their ass up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Orlando was lighting their ass up. Even. Uh, Average three point shooting game for last season, like this is a win easily, but 29% from three, won't we? No, that you know what? We'll talk about the Bucks later. Um, I'll ask y'all this and then we can move on. How do y'all feel about the return that Houston got? Like, how do you feel about where Houston is, ha- given the fact they gave up their franchise player? They made they Boston out of West. We'll see what they do with the pieces. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what they do with the mini draft picks. Like they got Oklahoma. It's go the next couple drafts. You go here, Houston, Oklahoma, Houston, Oklahoma. <laughs> right, but I New mean, Orleans. We'll see. oh, and New Orleans too. Yeah, and New Orleans. Like we'll we'll see what they do with the pieces. But there's they set themselves up to not only either draft, but use those pieces to allocate other pieces if they need to. John Wall ain't trash. Like, he ain't playing bad. Christian Wood hooping. Shannon Brown. I mean, not Shannon Brown. Sterling Brown found a, a, a game in Houston. <laughs> like, like, I mean, it's not like they got a terrible team. when They're no longer, like, a perennial contender. But it's not like they're trash. So, they can they'll, – they'll dwell in the 7, 8, 9 spot. And, but they have the ability to get out of that if they use the draft capital that they receive back. I, I feel like it's a bet – that KD, Kyrie, and James Harden isn't a long term, a long term solution in Brooklyn. Essentially, like oh, you get three. I mean, I'm just well, well. First of all, like Harden and Durant are both over thirty, so even them Everybody being elite, the like they, you know, right. And KD's coming off Achilles. Like James Harden has been durable throughout his career, but Harden coming off a diet. <laughs> <laughs> 
No fat shaming on this podcast. <laughs> um, and then, I mean, Kyrie's always hurt. My kid all the time, talking about. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it's a bet that those last couple picks that they have coming, like, that those should be good, which was essentially what happened the last time Brooklyn traded all their draft capital. So, I don't know. Like, I personally, apparently, what's the name didn't want to go to Houston. Um, he wasn't excited. Uh, ben Simmons wasn't excited about going to Houston. Um, so that's why there was a little bit of trepidation there. Also, I don't think Fertitta wants to deal with uh, Daryl Morey. But <laughs> I'm going to take the most solid piece I can get. Apparently, they could have gotten – Philly wasn't trying to give up Maxi, but, like, you could have got Thibault, Simmons, and a couple first. Or at least that's what they were asking for. Um, mm-hmm. if, that's the, if that's the case, then, I don't know, like – because the thing is, if you take Ben Simmons and it don't work out, and then two, three years from now he's like, "I want out," like then you can trade Ben Simmons, not necessarily for a Harden type haul, but you can trade him for a couple first round picks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But maybe you're just delaying the inevitable at that point. And if you don't feel like Ben Simmons is going to be the the cornerstone piece to your rebuild, then they may have been again, the he's like 20, 23, 24, some shit like that. Like they may have just thought like, you know what? Nah, we good. <laughs> pretty Honestly. much and like you gotta build like a specific team around Ben Simmons to thrive and that's not the team that they have right now and I'm not sure how, <laughs> how you get to that um, cause John Wall's gonna be hard like he's been playing well and I'm glad to see him healthy but it ain't gonna be easy to get off of John Wall to bring in the shooters and the different mm-hmm. types of players that you need to surround yeah Depot seems yeah, Depot seems like he just makes more sense with the current roster that they have. So if they're really thinking that they might have something with this roster, with Wood and Wall and and Boogie and Gordon, I mean, but hey, Depot turns. I mean, he was hooping. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he was it hooping. happens from time to time. We lost to the Knicks. Yeah. So it is what it is at this point. Like again, no off seasons. I'm still not taken too much too seriously like things will settle down in a couple more weeks uh you know that's not including the COVID stuff because that's throwing rosters into just a frenzy so these games didn't cancel like five in a row man the Wizards ain't played in like a week Boston well Boston just started playing but yeah like they skipped four games at a time and shit (laughs) (laughs) but yeah It'll, I'll, NBA is fun. That trade made me. That was that was exciting. Looking forward would, to watching how this. Last point out. on this though, like mm-hmm. TNT, I get it. It's a new team. It's exciting. But please talk about the actual basketball game that you were broadcasting instead of like pontificating on. Oh man, this is what the the big three is going to look like come playoffs time. It's like, dude, like <laughs> who just made that shot? Because like y'all keep playing <laughs> the wrong player. Who getting these buckets behind you, sir? <laughs> At least throw in a uh, oh yeah. Three pointer by Joe Harris, like instead of saying three pointer by Jason Capono, who hasn't played like Mar like, Marv Albert. I'm sorry. Or like, say Jeff Green played for the Bucks last year. Yeah, like <laughs> what? <laughs> like when did he ever play for the Bucks? Never. Not no. Like Marv Marv Albert. I don't advocate for many people to lose their jobs, but. Somebody just needs to like unplug his microphone, make him think he's still calling the game, and just like not broadcast it because he 
And then you pair him with Chris Webber, who's just like the worst color man. Like, oh lord, trash. Chris Webber just be talking. You don't his sentences don't even make sense. By the time you get to the end of it, it's like you forgot the beginning of it, and he talked about something completely different. (laughs) And then you can tell he really don't care about the game. Like, I'll say this for NFL announcers: like they make you think like football is the most important thing, like it's the most exciting thing. It could be two one and 12 teams playing on Thursday night football and it's going to be the game of the week because we're here and we're celebrating football. Basketball announcers, like, they just sound bored half the yeah. time. <laughs> they making shit up on the fly. Uh, talk about that one time you was hooping. Okay. Uh, I remember this one time. <laughs> I'm like, bro, just talk about the game. Just, just give me the game. And I refuse to believe that the best color people are all all-stars or former all-stars. Like, can you yeah. bring in like a former role player? Like I'm sure there are better people equipped for calling the basketball game. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, just, it's frustrating. Move on, you can go before ahead. Before we move on, just want to uh, shout out Karis LeVert. So during his physical, during the trade, the Pacers found that he had a mass on his kidney. So just mm-hmm. want to send out some positive vibes to him, some love. Definitely happy you got traded in, in the situation, so they were able to find this. Uh, because if not, who knows at what point this would have been identified? So, just mm-hmm. prayers up to to Karis LeVert, man. Just hoping everything works out for you with that. And assuming he's healthy, like that was a and, genius move by Indiana, by the way. Oh, for sure, for sure. Because Indiana is already looking really good. They're playing some good basketball. All right, let's go to the radio. Ken, would you tell the people in case they're new here what the radio segment is? Yes, um, the radio says uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so this is a part of the show where we play something at it um, that is written, composed, created, or performed by someone in the sports realm. Um, Tim is our DJ. DJ, give it to me. Give it to me. And this is our backstage production meeting. Yes, sir. So in this backstage production meeting, I'll let the guys know what the song is going to be for the week. And, you know, we just figure out how we're going to go live on air. So this week, <laughs> Lil Wayne uh, made a new remix to Green and Gold for this playoff run. <clears throat> and we're going to play it because... It was requested. <laughs> it was requested, and <laughs> we played the other one a couple weeks ago, so I guess it's kind of fresh in the memory um, of the genius that the first one was. And Mm-mm. you know what, uh, Tim? Do you do you want uh, to cue the music in, or do you, <laughs> you want to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I heard this shit. I was like, bro, you gonna kept this. <laughs> Might as well uh, play Pizzle and What's Names. Man, Pizzle's <laughs> versions today still better. Yeah. Oh, but uh, we got but, we got part two. Mm. So how do you want to cue this? And do you want to? I, I'll introduce time? and let him do his own thing. I don't want my voice over <laughs> none of this shit. <laughs> so I'm gonna let him I, do I, his I will own say thing. this before we go live on because I heard it as well. Has anyone else not heard it yet? I have no, not heard it. I only heard the okay. uh, Instagram snippet. I haven't heard the whole song. So I want to say mm, this. Mm, mm. 
<laughs> Overall, the song is not as good as the first one. So I'll just set that bar right there. Uh, to me, the beginning is kind of weird, but once you actually hear the green and gold beat, it picks up because Bro. that's what it picks up. But that's half. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's, let's get into it. Cam, would you count us down to go live on air, please? Oh my god. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know how to count? No. Nah. Five. One, two. Uh-uh. <laughs> 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 All right, five, four, three, two, one. WTECK Radio 69.9 FM, where 69 is fine. WTECK Radio 69.9, where 69 is fine. We got Lil Wayne, Green and Gold, the Green Bay Packers theme song. Green Bay, Green Bay, huh? it gets scary Halloween day, screen face, huh? Bloody Mary secondary, Jordan mean face, huh? A-Ride got a all side, free plate, huh? That's a cheesecake, huh? On a hot plate, huh? Hail Mary, yeah, Aaron to Devontae, Green Booker's yellow ass, Canaries, Eliante, huh? Got me shining great, huh? I just hit you boys with the Rogers rate, came up with the pack, I done well with the pack, Aaron Rodgers in the trap, I got 12 on my back, got me rolling out the way pocket. his voice sound no more, like. Throw a past the tie simple man science. Uh, pack him up, I know Preston Smith gon' tackle him, I know Zary Smith gon' back him up. And you know Darnell the Savage, bro, got Macy Crabs, but the kick is good. Green and yellow, we stick it to her. Super Bowl goals, shooting for the stars, baby, mm-hmm. trick and pull. Uh-huh, you know what it bees. Cheese said Alicia Keys, I'm going Swiss cheese, big G's. Falling hard like big so once big he get back into the super it's just flow back, it's just flow back. Lombardi trophy, yeah, bitch team. Shining like a Bart star, number 15 in green. Bomb freshin' in some mint green, Listerine. About to mess around in Listerine, trippery. Green bait chains, whistle clean, this is team. They all sound too enthused about this. One. <laughs> what I say? He could have kept this. This I told you this is the best part. And uh, what's Carter gonna do? So he was talking about Listerine, man. It's Lil Wayne. <laughs> Lil Wayne, Wayne 2021. Like, hey, that's right. Right. I said he, no, he that. Anybody want to play that again? Play what? Oh, that was it. I was like, it's still going. No, it's still going. Do you want to hear it again? Like, I, I guarantee this is going to happen. If the Packers keep winning, this is going to be played often and often and often. It's going. Yeah, if you put this to actual football clips happening and not just like you sitting here listening to it, you're going to get geeked up hearing it. Like you, you gonna they be said the last time he did it that they won. Like, it's the reason why I like it. Because <laughs> they put it with the video. I'm like, oh shit, we on here. <laughs> it's about us. Who else would be on the video? Yeah. He could have kept this. We're going to play the original. 
champs, bigger rings, big bling. Lombardi trophy, yeah, it's bitch cool. team. I like it if it's a good luck omen. Like the first time we did a song, they win. They win. Like they put out now. Like I'm gonna take that as a good sign. I'm telling you, they keep winning. This keeps getting played. I'm gonna be sitting here talking about Listerine. I don't remember the bars, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be knowing them. Watch them out. I'm gonna be rhyming Preston Smith with Zadarius Smith. <laughs> Something about Alicia Keys and Swiss cheese. Swiss cheese. <laughs> and hot plates. <laughs> That's what he's supposed to read. You got the, hot, you got the yeah, cheese. I get it. I'm picking up what he was putting there. I get it. No. <laughs> you saw the vision. Can, like, can't nobody right. answer my question. Do you want to hear this again? <laughs> yes, yes, I do because that means yeah. they're still. Winning. I want to hear it for yes. the next month. Okay, okay, I, yes. that's fair. I don't, don't want to hear I, this. I never want to hear it again. I give you that. Yes, yes, that was I great. do. <laughs> <laughs> that was it was not good. It was not good. Let so, the kid tell the truth. We, I mean, <laughs> he made about the best. He lied to us in our face. I, if he was laughing like. <laughs> That shit's still garbage, motherfucker. Hey, <coughs> we both was we all sitting here like, Ey. should I do a dramatic <laughs> reading of green and yellow lyrics? A do dramatic a part. reading. Go ahead. Do, yes, yeah, do, yes, yeah, do yes, yes, yes. I want to hear a part. <clears throat> Hold on. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I know Zadarius Smith gonna back him up, <laughs> <laughs> and you know Darnell a savage, bro. Got <laughs> Mason Crosby. The kick is good. Green and yellow. We sticking to it. Super Bowl goes. Shooting for the stars. Baby, trigger pull it. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. You know what it be. Yeah. Cheesehead. Alicia Keys. Oh. I'm going Swiss cheese. Uh, he threw Alicia Keys. I told you. Falling hard. Like Big Meech. Oh. Big League. I thought he said Super Bowl big. champs. Big rings. Big bling. Lombardi trophy. Yeah. Vince team. <laughs> Shining like Bart Starr. Number 15. In green. Boy, I'm fresher than some mint green. Listerine. Listerine. About to mess around, make history. Check on. No. Mm-hmm. I just had to hear the Listerine bar. We're good. We're good. We're all good here. Oh shit! Hey, bar. <laughs> hey, I forget what you said already, but it was something that was that was hilarious when you slowed it down. Actually, <laughs> bars. Is that somebody? Eric is the MVP. Is that is that Eric on? What? Lambo Field someone... for sure, Hall of Fame, number four, legendary, just like Eric, MVP, run up the score. I think they probably meant oh, to say Oh, maybe it's supposed to be Aaron. It probably meant to be Aaron. How about but, to say, like, you know Eric's on back. Hopefully we'll hear that song again after a win. <clears throat> every, every time the Packers win, I'm going to do another dramatic reading. Oh no! <laughs> oh yes! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm here. For those. I'm here. I'm here for it. 
So there was this tweet that I saw from a Twitter account at fraud activity underscore. And that tweet simply said, bro, the WWE was getting away with a lot of wild sh on national television. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's all the tweet said. He didn't elaborate. He didn't put no nothing underneath it. He just left it at that. And wrestling fans found that tweet and just started posting all kinds of clips that they think would fall under the umbrella of being some wild-ish seen on national television. So I just wanted to go through some of these memories. Sorry, what was the name of the see Twitter See what you account? remember. At fraudactivity underscore. Okay. And uh, some wild stuff here. So do you guys recall... Of course, we have our favorite, The Godfather. Anything The Godfather pretty much did, you could, yeah. you know, you could sum up as being... Roll up a fatty! The existence of... Well, this Pimp Daddy! Uh, <laughs> you gotta let Godfather get his stuff off. It's time, once again, for everybody to come aboard the... Oh, we were children <laughs> I like knew that bar for bar I can, I can from memory. roll up a fatty for this pimp daddy <laughs> Man, I didn't even know what that meant. I was sitting there. Oh. <laughs> Pippin ain't easy. All the times they put uh, May Young through a table. You can't just be putting that senior lady. citizens through tables. They was beating the hell out of that old lady. And did she have a hand? <laughs> <laughs> we was like, bro, what the fuck is this? Uh, Mark Henry had sex with a trans woman. Live Wait. sex on TV. Yeah, like or no, he was like feeling it, like it was China's friend, and she was like, "Oh yeah, it's my friend." And then he was like kissing her, and then he like fell between her legs, like, "Oh my god, it's a penis." That was on TV. That was on wow. TV. What? Wow. Yeah, that was wild. Do you remember when uh, Vince and Shane wrestled against Shawn, Mc Shawn Michaels and God? <laughs> yeah, that was. Vince, like, I was watching, I was like, this man, like, I didn't want to laugh at Vince, but I couldn't help but laugh at Vince, and I felt bad about it, because I was like, I probably shouldn't laugh at this, like, yeah. a spotlight as God coming down the ramp. Man, a whole spotlight, and then he stopped God, too, and was like, your music trash, let's give you some real music. <laughs> Oh, but they did say in the documentaries he really wasn't getting that shit off because afterwards USA and they'd be on his ass. He said that that them uh, executives would come in there throwing shit, going ham on him in the board meetings about the final. Didn't about care, the, true, yeah. because he kept pushing the envelope because he kept giving them ratings. Man, but it was a uh, listen to the WWE versus uh, WCW one. Let's see how he has many names. Let's try. He's the Holy Roller. He's the hipster from heaven. He's uh the man upstairs. 
from the kingdom of heaven, please welcome God. <laughs> oh, sorry. And it's just a little spotlight. Like, it, and it's a spotlight coming down a dang old ramp, bro. I'm like, bro, come on now. How could you, like... Got the heart playing. The heart. It has to be a heart with God, right? Like... Got the angels sing. Come on, bro. Hey, y'all talk about me and Ken. <laughs> Here, hold it. Hold it. Stop it. Stop the music. Oh, stop it. Now listen, God. Blasphemy. Coming up. More we're doing things your way tonight. We're doing things my way. This is not your house. This is mine. I don't think I would say that on national TV or ever. You call that an entrance? That's not an entrance. Tonight we're going to do it WWE style. Let's get down. Let's jiggy with it. Come on, God. Let's see what you got. Come on. Come on, God. And that's the music he gave God. Man wants God to get jiggy with it. I mean, it's some terrible corny shit bro. Just utterly wild. He also said nigga on TV, so we shouldn't be really surprised that he'd do anything. Tell me. I did not. How much you think he got paid to go along with that? Like, do you think he got cut extra to be like, all right, what I'm going to do? I'm sure you yeah. got side out in the back. For sure, for yeah. sure. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have, no. Like, you really went with that shit? <laughs> like, come like, on, Booker. I mean, then they had the book. I wasn't watching when Boogeyman was on there, but. Oh, with the worms and shit? Yeah, most of everything that was wild that happened with WWE was due to Vince. So, <clears throat> you can just. Keep it at that. Having Triple H hump corpses and yeah, some wild stuff happened in that show, man. Wild yeah, stuff. Yeah, people fighting for the custody of his child. Uh, the 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 <laughs> the custody match. Oh, Dominic and uh, I mean not Dominic. Yeah, yeah over Dominic. Over Dominic. Over Dominic, who's actually a wrestler now. Like, <laughs> I guess he couldn't be anything else when you had a custody battle about yourself of when you were a child on TV. But yeah, wrestling's wild. I just wanted to bring up some of the memories because who would have thought? But since we're talking about wild stuff, the New York Mets, they fired GM Jared Porter. That shit was wild. After after he admitted to sending explicit photos, including his penis. Like, just meat, just raw, just, just out there. And he sent the picture to her after he sent her, like, 60 texts and she wasn't even responding no more. He was for real, like just in her inbox, like, what's good? That was the Hail Mary, like, you know, meet me here. So, first, he sent her a bulge and then mm-hmm. she never, she still didn't respond. So, he's like, you know what? Let me just amp this up. And then he, listen, if, <laughs> if anybody who's listening to this does not know at this point, women do not, we do not like unsolicited dick pics. We don't um, like, we don't, don't the, send, the, the don't words. be sending a brand. Like, like, it's not something that we, like, it's not necessarily pretty to look at. Like, it's not like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> it's not like you sending like titties or something. Like, at least that's enjoyable to see. No one wants to look at the penis. <laughs> Life lessons. Life lessons. Like, I've always, I've always like, what, like, who is this working for? Like, I can't imagine like all these people are like, <laughs> ooh, bro. It's ridiculous. Like I've it, never that's, heard that's in the history of anything, like, you know, just getting a random dick in the inbox was like, oh my God, I need to hop on that. Like, <laughs> like don't work. It don't work. 
Don't do it. Don't. Do it. Yeah, just got hired by the Mets, didn't he? Yep. Yeah, a few months ago. As an and the Mets said they, they said we were serious when we said we want a culture of integrity and whatnot, and we can't have somebody doing stuff like that here if we're trying to install that culture. Which you just get the job, man. But glad he got what he got there because can't be doing stuff like that, buddy. That's good old harassment. All right. That went full breath off. <laughs> At least, never mind. Mm-mm, not getting myself canceled. <laughs> I don't even want to know. You know? <laughs> Let's do a quick NBA season check in. We're about a quarter of the way through the season. We've kind of talked about the Bucks a little bit um, in regards to how they matched up with the Nets. So I'm put the onus on you first, Ken. So how do you feel about your team so far, those Los Angeles Lakers? I'm very happy with um, the way that the Lakers are playing. Uh, people aren't really talking about us, but we out here balling. Um, LeBron is looking good. He's looking – he's not looking his age. Um, AD, footwork is getting even better. Um, I feel like um, the role players, KCP, he, been, he stepped his game up. He, he started to um, shoot lights out. Even Kuzma. Kuzma is actually flowing in the office a lot better as well. So um, everything's looking good, man. Like, honestly, we, we look better than we did last year when we won a shoot. So um, I'm very confident with us um, running it back. Uh, how y'all feeling about them trying to expose Gasol? Hey, man. With the rookie. Hey. It happens. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. But it I, happens. I, when they signed Gasol, I was like, uh, ain't he old and slow now? Bro. He, yeah. he be passing. He's a, he, he's he sitting there facilitating. He's facilitating well. From none of his ex. Given it. He feels <laughs> and I mean, like, think about who they had to play in the playoffs, too. Like, mm-hmm. granted, the Clippers have served, so it hasn't, like, a major inside threat, but you got to go through Jokic. Um mm-hmm. You get to the finals, you might have him be like you need a big body for a certain matchup, and like for as good as Javale and Dwight Howard were last year, like both of them are kind of light. Dwight ain't there no more. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like they did, they survived last year, but like they didn't really have anybody that could do anything with Jokic. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, Aiden probably gonna be in the playoffs this year. So you got the possibility. He don't play like a big though. Yeah, he was like he ain't he ain't no banger like that down low. But listen, the Nets did what they did, but the Lakers I still think should be considered title favorites at this point. Absolutely. I feel like one defending champions. You you Mm -hmm. get that you get that on you know that chip just off the top, but Mm -hmm. like you said, y'all honestly do look better than y'all did last year it's kind of like as if y'all just kind of kept rolling from where y'all last stopped and shut a couple people out and then just got better like it's like the play is still evolving like I don't think that the form of the Lakers that we see now is even going to be what they're completely looking like in the playoffs but y'all look good y'all y'all the bell of the west for sure for sure LA all I, can't, day. I can't wait to see this Bucks Lakers game on Thursday oh, that's well, what are we doing Shoot, what y'all trying to do? Well, it's whatever. We'll figure it out. We'll parlay. Yeah, y'all, y'all check our social media. You know, watch our social medias for. Yeah, we, we might, we might end up doing something for that game. 
so Bucks. Mm-hmm. How y'all feeling about the Bucks so far this season? I'm good. Yeah. Um, personally, I think that their backup backcourt is a little small. I would like to have a little bit more size uh, there because I feel like if you have DJ Augustine and Brent Forbes on the court at the same time, unless they are both shooting lights out, like, I don't think it's unsustainable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if that's my nitpick, then – uh, I think I'm in a pretty good, <laughs> a pretty good position. Um, like Giannis hasn't been Giannis necessarily so far this year, um, but I think he's the one that's had to make the biggest adjustment um, based on mm-hmm. the changes that they've made to the offense. Um, and I mean, he's facilitating well. The free throw shooting has to get better. My God, yes. And it's funny, like, it seems like people are only just now realizing, like, what happened. Because it, it really – everything flipped, like, basically game three Eastern Conference Finals. Toronto, yep. <laughs> like, he was yep. – I mean, he wasn't great, but he was, like – For his career, he was a, well above 70%, like, as a free throw shooter prior to that point. And, like, he's just fallen off a cliff since then. And you saw him get rattled, and then he couldn't hit a free throw, basically, for the rest of the, of the series. Mm-hmm. So, like – it's completely mental, and like now that he's trying too hard to like overcorrect like functional deficiencies, and it's like it's between your ears, Sam. Like, and mm-hmm. the more work that they do on his shot, the worse it gets. And like, basically, you got you got to go back to the drawing board, <laughs> like look at break some, everything down. <laughs> just like don't need like forget everything that you learned over the last five years, essentially. Just get like, just shoot it. Like, I don't even care about your form. I don't care about shit. Like, just shoot. Whatever makes you. Stop thinking. Wherever you comfortable, let that ball go. Exactly. Pretty like, much. Like he's so in his head at this point. It's just it's not going to get better <clears throat> until like he addresses that. Like I don't know what it is, but yeah. Um. So yeah, that took me down a rabbit hole. Also, I think it won't happen this year, but I think they need to. The sooner that they come to the realization that he's a center. I think it's better. Like, he's a center that has perimeter skills, but he's a center. Like, mm-hmm. and like, if you can hone his post game, if he can do more, you know, like on the block, I mean, it, it's not, you're not going to just dump it into the post. Like, that's not basketball in 2021. But like, if he, if he can do a little bit more big man skills as opposed to like this <laughs> pipe dream of adding a three point shot, like, the much better off everybody, everybody involved would be. But that's a yeah. tangent. Anyway, this team, like, I'm, I'm solid with this. Like, they're going to win a lot of regular season games. I think they're better equipped for the playoffs. I think they do need another piece on wing. Like, how they get that, I don't know. Um, but we solid for now. I like the little wrinkles that they're throwing in the offense, like the the free throw line, picking uh, pop with uh, Brent Forbes and Giannis. And we've seen that a lot in the fourth. And I was, they got a point, great like, two-man game. Yeah, and I was like, that's Brent's spot. <laughs> so, like, if you're trying to work hard to get him to that spot, that's more than likely that's something that we're working on mid-game. I mean, they probably been working on it in practice as well, but that's something they're trying to add to the offense just in case they want to change it up a bit. So, I mean, looking at it, like, I see they still trying to figure things out, work on things, incorporate things. So, I mean, but they still will be a problem. Like, we're not going nowhere. We're still a problem. Like, the Nets beat us by two. <laughs> Granted, they're still figuring it out too, but we're still figuring things out as well. And like a lot of people are fear fearful of us because of our continuity. 
-hmm. because we do have more players that no, start we lost together. Account. We lost no, no, account. the starters. Our starters. Well, Giannis, I mean, like, Chris, that, of all the teams in the league, like, only Detroit returned less minutes from last year's team. Damn. So the total minutes that were played last season, the bench, yeah. so like, yeah, like, and part of that is just because, like, they didn't play their starters that much. So the bench players that got replaced play a large chunk of minutes. Yep. Which is also, like, to your point, like, I'm, I'm happy with some of the adjustments that they're making. Like, I kind of wish they would do a little bit more, but it's a good start. Like, he's playing the starters more. They've added different wrinkles to the offense. Defense, they're trying some stuff a little bit more. Like, that's, that's more so. Um, and, I mean, like, obviously the defense wasn't really a problem. Like, yeah, it gives up a lot of threes. But at least then they were locking down the paint. Like, I feel like now it's they are. loose. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's a little creaky. So, it's like, well, pick one, damn it. Like, but, yeah, I, I just want to be the, see them be more adaptable, which means that they have to experiment a little bit more during the regular season. Yeah, I, I agree with y'all on the Bucks. Uh Drew Holiday has been even better than what I thought I was going to be getting mm -hmm. from Drew Holiday. He is ridiculously strong, and you see that it's evident in the way he plays. Like, he is just such a different player than Bledsoe, and that's not to say that Bledsoe was bad, but he's the way that – what he brings to that this team is what they need, especially come playoff time. Like, the way – oh, just real quick, just my last thing – Drew and Chris have like an instant chemistry. Like the two of them play really well together. Like they seem to already be picking up when one needs the ball in certain places. And I'm going to give you the space to do this. Like it just feels to me that Drew and Chris are really clicking. Like they're, they play well together. And I love watching uh, the improvements that Chris Middleton's also taking with his game. Cause he's better this season than he was last season. And last season he had a career season. Yeah, I was just trying to figure out what people was comparing Drew and Bledsoe's game because I haven't seen it. Because they're defensive-minded point guards. That's that's why. But they both def they defend differently. Like it's completely different ways. I'm gonna say it's completely different. They both drive like they both drive, but they get to the basket differently. Like it's like for me, it was more so like similar strengths and weaknesses than necessarily that differently. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I just defensive, the defensive, yes, they both are defensive, like-minded guards who tend to But I feel like Bledsoe's biggest weakness was his decision-making. Yeah, I would you say that's Drew's biggest, issue, too? No, I'm just saying they play. I'm not saying they have the exact same deficiencies and strengths. I'm just saying right. that they play the game similar. They're both defensive-minded points. They just do it differently. Like when you saw, they don't necessarily Bledsoe. shoot well from the outside. They they're yeah. good at getting to the rim and scoring around the basket for smaller players. They're both locked locked down defenders. Like good point of attack defender defenders. Like yeah, they're like uh, if you look at the player type that they are, they're very similar. The way they go just, about executing that is, is almost completely, completely different. different. Yeah, <laughs> completely different. Right. And Drew is bigger and more more versatile defensively. But it's, and it's like to give Bled his credit. One thing that Bled could do exceptionally well was get over screens. I've never seen somebody be able to get through screens the way that Eric Bledsoe does. It's like he has Hall of Fame pick dodger. You cannot you cannot keep him there. He is not getting caught up. He is getting through. But that's enough about Eric Bledsoe. And I feel like he's a, he's a slightly better defender of guards. But Holiday can 
defend up. So he's again like there. There becomes a point of diminishing returns. Like when you you know like you're kind of splitting hairs at that point. So like if you can get somebody that's more versatile and you don't lose much at point of attack, like it's a big upgrade. Yeah. So again, like player type wise, similar. Player style wise, uh, yeah. opposite. I'm gonna ask you all this, and then we can move on. Let's talk rookies. Anyone standing out to you? Anyone who you know you might have been yeah. impressed by a little bit by the way they they've been playing playing. The leading question if I ever heard one. Right. <laughs> go ahead, spit it out. You know. I mean, Charlie, I know y'all listening. You know, you, you know, <laughs> the guy guy in Charlotte right now looks like he's gonna be, you know, rookie of the year. And I've been saying this for for how long now? Hey, it's been. Yeah. It's, we called this shot a while ago on this show. Exactly. <laughs> Camille, my, the point guard might as well can name on that live. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but no, no, LaMelo really is hooping. Maxi and Philly was surprised. Like, he's been surprising to me as well. I didn't know too much about that kid, but that kid, he can hoop. I have one last question, not rookies related, but like, who's your MVP so far? I already said mine, KD. Yeah, KD. Mm. Like when we were gonna do this, like if we had done this a week ago, I was gonna say MB, but they've kind of fallen off. I mean, part of that's COVID related, but um, I'm gonna go Brian, honestly. I mean, I was thinking Brian then the whole time. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. LA still is just like they coasting. Like, it's not like they really struggling like that. Like, yeah, they lost to Golden State, but they're still, they're figuring things out too. And Brian just been being Brian, like. And I think again, it's just LeBron being Brian that we forget how like amazing, like he truly is. Yeah. But still, I think he go get KD go get MVP this year, and he go get Comeback Player of the Year. So they don't have that reward. That's NFL. I don't know. I'm just saying, like you know, I'm like, oh, he came back from injury type shit. Not saying award, but you know. Gotcha. He would be if that wasn't a war. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Well, I mean, Steph Steph playing. Steph playing. I fell asleep during that Lakers-Warriors game, but I heard heard what happened in that fourth quarter. And, like, I kind of laughed when uh, Ken said, you know, AD's footwork is improving because, like, yeah, Steph had his ass dancing. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Steph don't have anybody dancing. I, I mean, again, like, no shame in it. I'm just saying, like, it did happen. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do some quick hits and get out of here. Do we have any blow the whistles? Man, just just curious. No, anybody y'all mad at? Think about it. We got some time. A little time. Going into this NFL offseason, there were seven teams. Well, I should say this upcoming season. We're still in the middle of the 2020 season. So next season, seven different teams are going to have new head coaches. There are two teams still officially looking, and I'm just going to uh, quickly rattle off some of those head coaching hires were. Urban Meyer landed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. That was a long time coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Staley landed with the Los Angeles Chargers. He was the Rams defensive coordinator this past season. Robert Sala, is that how you pronounce his last name? Salah. Salah. 
he is the new head coach of the New York Jets. He was the 49ers defensive coordinator. And I believe he is the first uh, Muslim American mm-hmm. head coach. So that's tight. Yeah. That's Congratulations, dope. sir. The that's Falcons coach, hired. That's also, yeah, I would say also a good coach. The Falcons hired Arthur Smith. He used to be, well, he was the Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator. And the Detroit Lions, I believe, are hiring Dan Campbell. Yes. Which just leaves the Texans and the Eagles left looking for head coaches. Worst two jobs in the NFL. And that's why they're still looking. <laughs> Baltimore so released five. Yeah. Baltimore actually released five veterans, including RG3, Mark Ingram, and Tremont Williams. That also explains furthermore why Mark Ingram probably went playing last week. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't know Jamal Williams was there. I ain't gonna lie oh, to yeah? you. I was like, damn. Because, I mean, they secondary, they go, what was he, number five guy? Because, shit, I think Jimmy Smith that number four. I don't think he played that much. We're going to find damn, out. Marlon, Jimmy Smith. Damn, Marcus Peters there. Like, <laughs> where the fuck did he fit in at? <laughs> he played I mean, six he, games yeah. this season. Like, yeah, come on, bro. I'm about to say he 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 couldn't see the field with their secondary. They went. They have four cold players in the secondary, just from the corners. They signed him just just in case. Okay. I, I, yeah, he he yeah he got there. You like that? Like it's like you, do, you can just roll with four corners. Like. Yeah, no, you do. You right. You right. Because I'm sure, like, damn, I don't think he would have seen the field, and he really did. I mean, he got really. Did he? Did he play last year, or was he still in the Packers last year? Yeah, he was with us last year. Okay. I know he, he, he was floating around free agency for a while, so I ain't know he got picked up anymore. Yeah, he ain't taking the season off. Like, this was the fewest amount of games that he's ever played. And that's six. So, shout to Tremont, though. Kyrie Irvin was fined $50,000. And he's going to have to forfeit, I believe, like, I think it's almost up to 900000 unless they were including the fine and that fee it with was. him, but for the various COVID violations uh, that took place with the video that we, we saw and discussed last week. And he apologized. He did now. Yeah, he apologized. He, 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 he made some sense of it. He just said it was family and personal stuff that he didn't want to talk about, which fits prerogative. Which is, no, it's, it's, it's fine. He said he called his teammates, talked to him. Yeah, just wear a mask, man. That's all we ask. And wash your hands. At the bare, at the bare minimum, where yeah. I guess I should say. And, I mean, like, try to let people know, you know, yeah. like, don't just, no, just no call, no show. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you get fired from jobs in, you know, in real life. Yeah. You no know, call, no show. You get three, Too many seven. times. <laughs> the, three the, Cavaliers, the Cavaliers are actually looking to trade or waive their former first round pick last year's selection. Well, no, 2019. Kevin Porter Jr., Porter ain't played with the team yet this season. He had his own personal things that he was going through, and they were recently bringing him back around the team. When they brought him back after this trade, he walked into that locker room and saw that his locker was given to Toreen Prince, who they acquired in that (laughs) four-team blockbuster trade, and that is pretty much what he said. They said that he, quote, grew angry, end quote. Fuck all And uh, (laughs) he even threw food. What the fuck is it with people in Cleveland throwing food? Like, they are throwing food. <laughs> <laughs> they, 
Like y'all just need to have like lunchables in Cleveland because they're lucky. They got throw them big, too hard ass. But keep the Capri Sun. They're gonna keep the Capri Sun and throw everything else. <laughs> so they got that going. There's gonna be a team that takes a chance on him. He's too. Mm. He's too young too and too talented, talented still. Mm-hmm. Even with his off-field issues, to not to not get picked up. C.J. McCollum, Portland Trail Blazer shooting guard. He is going to be out, I believe, for up to four weeks. They're looking at now with a uh, with a sp- couple sprains in his foot. So and going to be without his bad. partner. Yeah, and Nurkic got hurt. So Portland's getting bit with the the injury Thank- bug early again. Hopefully, it doesn't get too much worse for them. Dame, what up? You know who never gets hurt? Giannis. <laughs> Knock on some wood. Right. Historically. All right. Historically. You don't hear it. Sure. Let's. Sweet Jesus. Keep that Damn, in. Damn, you want out? Come play with your boy. <laughs> Y'all was talking about it. That's yeah, like, like you mentioned, that's one of the things. Really, really. You come here. No, you come here. No, you come here. No, you come here. But damn, you should really come here though. Sure. <laughs> Milwaukee is trying to man love. We would. We would. Yeah. <clears throat> so there were some new bracketing principles adopted for the 2021 NCAA tournament. Almost went NCAA P. Mm. I'm gonna just leave that at that. Mm-hmm. Now we trying to let you live and go fuck. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nope. If you're interested in it, you can go ahead and if, if bracketology is up your your alley, it's something new there for you to check out. It's something new there. <laughs> Look, we at the end of the show, baby. That's that's all you're gonna get about brackets. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got no blow the whistle, so let's get into uh, the top five for the week. Oh, we do. We got one. Oh, blow the whistle then. Blow it. All right, now that's enough out of you. You know what? Tease ass up. Yeah, so my blow the whistle is on ESPN's Jackie McMullen. Um, she went on the Ryan Rossello podcast uh, shortly after the James Harden trade broke. Um, like her, Rossello, and Bill Simmons were all kind of discussing, you know, like like everybody did in the last week, like what their thoughts are on the next future and blah, blah, blah. So um, she was concerned about Kyrie um, and how he'll fit in with the rest the rest of them, and kind of like he was still in the middle of his uh, absence and wasn't really telling them what was going on. So she told a little story about like back when he was in Boston. So I'll quote, she said, well, so I'll tell you this. One of the conversations I had with Kyrie through the years, one of them I had, I don't know, like two years ago, we got into an argument about, you know, something he was like, well, there shouldn't be an NBA draft. Players should be able to go wherever they want to we're not, you know, someone's property. And I'm like, yeah, you are, dude. That's the way it works. That's why you get paid these millions of dollars. First of all, mm. bam, like, whether you think the NBA draft is a is a necessary evil in the NBA, that's, that's one thing. But players are not property. Black bodies are not property. Like, regardless of how much they get paid, they do, you're not, you do not own them. You own their basketball services. That is it. So don't say that they're property and don't argue with me if, if I say I'm not property. Like there should be no argument whatsoever. 
and saying that they get millions of dollars to get treated like property is also not true. They get paid millions of dollars because they create billions of dollars. By the collective bargaining agreement, they are entitled to 50% of all basketball related income. That's why they get paid millions of dollars. Like, I hate it when fans, writers, whoever come in and try to say, oh, you know, like you have to uproot your life and all this other shit. Like, no, they get they get that because they negotiate that. They get that money because they create capital. That's the way this shit works. So all that extra shit that you try to put on it, like, no, that's not <laughs> that is not why they get paid that money. It might be a stipulation of getting paid, but it's not why they get that money. So Get that shit out your brain right now. Again, like, don't ever in your white ass life try to tell me that I'm property as a black man. It's a fact. Don't do it. And usually I would have probably let some shit like this live, but then she went on to say some shit about the Bucks that was just like completely <laughs> incorrect. Well, not completely incorrect, but it was some coded language in here. So um, she had the following to say about Malcolm Bragg, the Bucks keeping. Eric Bledsoe originally over Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon, he should be on the Milwaukee Bucks right now. And Eric Bledsoe never should have been there. Don't even get me started. Cicillo tries to make the point that the Bucks probably let go of Brogdon because of his medical history. She goes on to say, yeah, but they also had Eric Bledsoe in-house. And they saw Eric Bledsoe on breakaway jams while they're up 30, grabbing his crotch and slamming the ball through. They saw the way he behaved in Phoenix. It's not like he's this model citizen. Brogdon's nickname is El Presidente. I'll take my chances with that kind of guy and his health history, as opposed to Bledsoe, who just disappeared, evaporated in the thin air in the playoffs, uh, in, play, in postseason after postseason. Come on, dude. First of all, Brogdon, I've never heard anybody call Brogdon El Presidente. It's the president. But again, like if you're going to make a point, like be accurate about it. Second of all, like Eric Bledsoe actually was a model citizen in Milwaukee. Like I've yeah. never heard a bad word Every one of his former teammates, front office, coaching staff, everybody loves Eric Bledsoe in Milwaukee. Yep. Like, you can you can be upset with the way that things went in his time at the end in Phoenix, but I also don't really blame him because Phoenix was a shit show, and everybody around the league has said so for years. Like, Robert Sarver is a terrible owner. So I'm not going to really begrudge him for forcing his way out of Phoenix. Talking about he he does breakaway jams and grabs his crotch while they're up 30. Like, that's some coded-ass, racist-ass language. Like, you know what that type of description evokes in people. Like, mm-hmm. get the fuck out of here with that shit. And, yes, the Bucks made a mistake getting rid of Eric, choosing Eric Bledsoe over Malcolm Brogdon. We can all pretty much agree on that at this point. But don't don't bring all that extra shit into it. Like, for what? Like, that tells me that you have an agenda against Eric Bledsoe on top of the agenda that you have against Kyrie Irving because you she I've heard her talk about Kyrie Irving numerous times since he got to Boston and she's never had a positive word to say about him so which I mean I wouldn't blame him if he was an asshole to her because like you you argue with me about being property <laughs> like <laughs> like fuck you like you never get a quote from me but anyway yeah Jackie McMullen NBA quote unquote legend, Hall of Famer, like fuck you, basically. There you have it. Second that notion. Tech top five. 
five, four, three, two, one. Tech Top Five. Last week's Tech Top Five was greatest college football championship games. This week, we're looking at the best handles in NBA history. So, top five NBA handles. Tim. All right, number list. five. I have Pistol Pete. Go ahead and get the razzle dazzle on the list. Got to throw the old school back one time. Uh, number four, I got Jay Crossover. Number three, I got Mr. Steph Curry. Uh, number two, I got Allen Iverson. Number one, I got Kyrie Irving. Hmm. Okay. Um. So let's see. F five. Let me get. <laughs> Tim Hardaway. You know what? See, I put on my mullets too. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about Steph. I, I, I didn't really give Steph as much credit as I should have. I didn't either. Now that I'm looking at my list. Like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, Steph, 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 be, be, st- yeah. on a string. Like, he do. Yeah. Sorry. Mine. Go ahead, Eric. Yeah. Uh, one, uh, shit. I was about to go to one. Um, five, <laughs> Tim Hardaway. Four. Let me get Ron Strickland. That boy had some grips. And he's actually the one that basically taught Kyrie. So you get extra points for that. Very true. Three, Jason Williams from Sacramento. White chocolate. Yeah. White chocolate. Mm-hmm. For sure. Two, Iverson, one, Kyrie. I like it. All right. I got number five, Jason White, Chocolate Williams, 55. That man, I used to love watching him play basketball. Number four, I got Tim Hardaway. Still one of the, the just the illest crossovers I've ever I've ever yeah. seen. He used to catch up every time. Like, you know oh, that's his move, that. and you still going to get caught. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You still oh. get caught. Number three, I got Jamal Crawford. He his dribbling style is so interesting to me in part because he's not like a quick dribbler. Like it's not like he's doing moves really quick. He's just so freaking shifty and he has such control over the ball that I had to put him on the list. Now, number two and number one, arguably irreversible to me. Like if you wanted to argue that two should be one and one should be two, I wouldn't be mad at you. But I'm going in the same line as Tim and Eric have so far. I got Iverson at two. And I got Kyrie at one. <clears throat> Indeed. All right. Um, my top five at five, I have Jamal Crawford. Um, four, Jason Williams. Three, Tim Hardaway. Two, AI. One, Kyrie. And there you have it. There you have it. I do want to show some love, though, to, like, guys that I couldn't put on my list because I feel like they weren't good enough NBA players. But, like, Rayford Austin and Guy Sham guy. Yeah. 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 Skip. Skip to my Lou. Mm-hmm. Also want to shout out Isaiah Thomas, Detroit Pistons. Isaiah Thomas, because he used yeah, to have girl. the ball on the string too. And yeah. I don't know if it's because of the Jordan stuff, but I feel like Isaiah Thomas doesn't get as much uh shine anymore as he should. Like he should be, I feel like, exalted higher for his own play court. Like the bad boy. He was a bad, bad boy. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> That's the show this week. We hope y'all enjoyed it. Make sure y'all keep taking care of yourself. Stay safe. 
mm-hmm. share the show with somebody, you know, put us on. We appreciate mm-hmm. y'all. If you would like to follow me on social media, you can catch me. Wait a minute. On the Twitter, Instagram, and PSN at Camille Monet, C-A-M-I-L-L-E-M-O-N-A-E, because... Your mom is fancy. Thank you. At Buxburn on Twitter. So you get... Yeah, that's right. Um, every day, underscore hey, one. Huh? Huh? Every day, number one. Every number one. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Every day a Discord Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna forget if I don't say it now. And then uh, K Harris it on Twitter and Snapchat. <laughs> and it's your boy T I M K I N Z V number three, aka Ass Catch him, aka Mr. Give It to Me. I'm gonna say goodnight this week. I don't think I ever told y'all goodnight, but I'm saying goodnight because it's nighttime now. But good morning, if y'all listen in the morning. And good afternoon and good evening. <laughs> <laughs> Good everything. (laughs) Goodbye. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.